You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to episode 98 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, and now our headlines editor, Tom Childs. The Bills suffer their third defeat against Mahomes in the playoffs, and Josh Allen must be questioning what he has to do to overcome the Chiefs. Obviously, we'll be giving you our reaction to the game and discussing whether the Bills' Super Bowl window is now closing or not, before previewing the Chiefs' sixth AFC Championship game in a row as they head to Baltimore to face the Ravens. But first, there is no reason that the Kansas City Chiefs should be favored over the Bills. Should the Chiefs fear <clears throat> the Bills? Yes. <laughs> Why in the world would the Chiefs be favored? The Chiefs has, haven't played the better football over the last two months. The Chiefs got beat by this Buffalo team head to head. Buffalo has the home field advantage where they are very good. I hear everything you're saying. Dang. And that's why I said a little worried. Okay. But fear, this is my league. I done been to five straight AFC championships. I'm a two-time MVP. I'm a two-time Super Bowl champion. I'm a two-time Super Bowl MVP champion. I'm not fearing nobody in this league. I don't care if Lamar win another one. This is my league. Mm. So when you say fear, one five should not fear nobody. If you were waiting for the opportune moment, that was it. He's able to fake as if he's going to give it up to Bell. And he keeps going as, my goodness, going to go to Kelsey. He's got blockers out there trying to find an opening and a pylon. And they say touchdown, second and eight. He's able to get ahead of them and go down the field and connect at the 16-yard line. And Valdez Scantling has another big catch. Pacheco. Pacheco is across for the Kansas City touchdown. Wow, what a run. Went downwind with this one. Fake. Hamlin is stopped short. Here's Pacheco into the secondary and running down the sideline. And out of bounds at about the three-yard line. Here's the toss. It's Hardman. And Hardman is stopped just short. Hey, the ball went through the end zone. Oh, my gosh. 
They may rule him down. The Bills are saying that ball was fumbled through the back of the end zone. Oh, my goodness. 44 yards. Bass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. So I noticed, Tom, you've got a beer. I've got a Guinness. You do? We're in celebratory mode? No, we don't <laughs> celebrate playoff wins these days. We're, we're above and beyond that. Like, me personally now, the NFL season starts when the playoffs start. So, like, had the Chiefs played the Dolphins and lost to the Dolphins, in my mind, the Chiefs season would have been one day. Now, had the Chiefs lost to the Bills, the Chiefs season would have been eight days. Now, the Chiefs have an opportunity to make their season go to, what, five weeks in total, four weeks in total? Because, essentially, that's all it is. So, yeah, I don't celebrate playoff wins. <laughs> we don't We don't celebrate divisional round wins. Not here in Kansas City, not anymore. Please. You know, I was Please, saying- we don't do that. We're way beyond that. Like, we're having a beer, but we're having a beer because we're mates. We're having a chat. It's Tuesday night. What else is there to do on a Tuesday and have a, have a chat with your old mate about the Chiefs and have a beer? But celebrating? No. No, we don't celebrate wins against Josh Allen. They're too far too common these days. Come on, <laughs> please. It's funny, I saw a video of uh, Nick Wright. This is when Mahomes' season starts. AFC <laughs> yeah. Championship game, and I was like, you know what, you're spot on. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. This yeah. is the time now that Mahomes goes, right, let's roll our sleeves up. Mm-hmm. Let's go and win another Super Bowl. I never, ever thought that I would be in this position as a fan thinking that I ever see a team as good as this organisation has been in the last, what, six, seven years. <laughs> Let's roll it back 12 months ago and you would have gone, I never thought I would have seen my team in five eight, five straight AFC Championship games. Let's roll it back the year before. I never thought I would have seen my team in four straight AFC Championship games. Let's roll it back another two years, another year, another year after that. The first one, I never thought I would see my team host an AFC Championship game. <laughs> and that was the time when you could have a beer for a playoff win. I'll give you that. You beat the Colts in the divisional round, Mahomes running around in the snow. Fine. Get yourself a beer because you've earned it. You've earned You've gone through enough playoff hard luck. You haven't won an a-, a playoff game at Arrowhead in God knows how long. But now you don't get that. You don't get that. You get. I'm done with... I never thought I'd see the day. Now, now I'll be annoyed if we don't play in 10 AFC Championship games in a row. That's where I'm at right now. This team is an inevitable. It's just, I'm not at the point now where I doubt this team. Like Nothing would surprise me from now until the end of Patrick Mahomes' playing career. Like, let me, I had a sudden realisation this morning, right? And like, it's easy to say when you think of like six straight AFC Championship games, all right? But the thing that, I realized this morning and it kind of stuck with me is the fact that every single one of Mahomes' seasons has ended in him playing a game which has a trophy on the line. Yeah, good point. Like it's not a playoff uh, like playoff progression or anything like that. An actual trophy, whether it's the Lamar Hunt trophy or the Vince Lombardi. He's either left his final game of the season hoisting a Vince Lombardi or losing 
uh, Vince Lombardi or losing a Lamar Hunt trophy. That's that. That's it. That that is it. <laughs> you know, that's it's almost like the a floor with Mahomes. world title fight, isn't it? With belts yeah. on the line, it it just only goes for the belts. <laughs> <laughs> essentially, essentially, is that he is basically Tyson Fury, <laughs> like right now. <laughs> Um, that's a lot. That's a terrible comparison because Tyson Fury has many fights just for money and not for glory. But um, <laughs> for glory. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's not hope we never get to that point, though. You know, where just Mahomes is just chasing the money. I, I, well, you, you could chase the money. That's the thing. I suppose you could like liken uh, Patrick Mahomes to Tyson Fury in the sense, like Patrick Mahomes goes through the notions during the regular season, puts on a bit of weight, gets a bit out of shape. But as soon as he gets to playoff mode he becomes like a fighter again, as, he, as it were. And it, oh, that's Patrick Mahomes, the competitor. We see yeah. with Tyson Fury all the time. Tyson Fury is like genuinely quite rounded, shall we say? Yeah. When he's not, and like he lives his life. He doesn't eat particularly well. He drinks really badly, shall yeah. we say? Yeah. And he's not exactly fighting, fighting shape, but as soon as he gets to fight time, that's it. He, goes into this another different mode and then like he becomes this this animal. That's kind of what Patrick Mahomes is like with the regular season versus the playoffs. Yeah. He 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 just goes up a gear and goes into this like Zeus mode for uh, yeah. other players. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. outrageous. Oh no, I get you. I get you. It's a bit like Ricky Hatton. I don't know if you remember Ricky Hatton. He uh he used to win his titles and then just get on the Guinness for the rest of the next few months. <laughs> um, you know, and then when he had his another title fight trains up and he knocks you know kick these nuts oh everyone again so i get it i understand it but i i'm still living in this moment as a chiefs fan right now I, i'm i'm still looking back on the whole history of what we've witnessed so far I, and it's still i still see it as an unbelievable achievement um i know people are going to say well it's not you know it's not like tom brady's kind of stats mm. or you know achievements that he's managed to do but you've got to think mahomes is what is in is in his spot seventh season yeah, if you count the first. Yeah, technically seventh, but sixth, really. Sixth, really, isn't it? Yeah. And yet, if he continues on the trajectory he's on at the minute, I, I mean, he could be chasing down multiple Super Bowls, like, you know, really chasing down the record. Is he going to beat the Brady record? Probably not. I don't know. But seeing how this team has just completely transformed, you mentioned it in previous podcasts before about culture in a team, culture in an organization. And the Chiefs, over the last six years, have developed this winning culture that is just infectious. No matter who puts on a jersey, no matter who puts on a helmet there, they are part of this infectious winning team, this winning organization. We're now seen as one of the best teams in the NFL. We're now seen as this massive brand that all of a sudden we've got the likes of Taylor Swift promoting. I it just it's still whenever I mention that it just messes with my head. I mean, I get it. I, I get why it would mess with your head, but I don't. I don't want to touch too much on the Taylor it Swift because, <laughs> like, I like to think that Taylor Swift and Kelsey's relationship is more genuine. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to like. I, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't think she's part um, of the brand because of you know. Oh yeah, I'm just going to yeah, okay, get the Chiefs yeah. player. Yeah. yeah okay. Fair point. Fair point. But. Touching on your point about winning culture, it must be highly infuriating for the rest of the AFC in particular that this team has made it to this point yet again because the Chiefs largely, especially offensively this year, have been awful. 
But let's let's not mix our words here. They have been dreadful. At times this year, watching the Chiefs has been boring. At times watching the Chiefs this year has been frustrating. At At times this year... Watching the Chiefs has been less fun than, say, watching the Alex Smith years. Like that, there's, that's not a lie. At times, this this offense has been so bad to watch, especially these receivers. That you you give thinking, oh, does this team stand a chance? And yet again, this team proves that we are all <laughs> idiots. Every <laughs> single one of us, because we buy into it. We we read too much into the pl- regular season. We we buy into the hype of these other teams, of these other quarterbacks, and we forget who is at the core of this team. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, right? That's that. Sorry, excuse my friend. Reed, yeah, and Andy Reed. Like it's these two, and these two in particular are just well. The, the, it's they're the best coach in. He's the best coach in the NFL. And he's the best quarterback in the NFL. That in itself is a deadly combination. We've already seen what that combination can do for a team in the New England Patriots and what it done for them for 20 years. We're now at this point with Kansas City where that combination alone is doing it for the Chiefs. And yes, they might they may have some bad games during the regular season. Yes, Andy Reid might puzzle you at sometimes with some play call-ins. Yes, Mahomes himself hasn't been up to his usual standards. But they don't panic because they know that they have the ability to go up one or two gears in the playoffs. And how they've managed to transform themselves from regular season, boring, tedious mode to this playoff version of the Chiefs is is miraculous. But I'm kind of annoyed at myself that I'm surprised that this has happened. It, we shouldn't have been surprised. That, like this, this is who this team are. They are a phenomenal organization that just knows how to win. They are basically the modern day Patriots. Yeah. Like it's there is no way, no other way to describe them. They are that team right now. They are the team that everyone wants to hate. They are the team that everyone wants to lose. But what for our benefit, this team are a team that knows how to win. And if they're in the same position next year, you shouldn't be surprised. If they're in the same position in five years' time, you shouldn't be surprised. Like the AFC is going to be very, 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 very good for a, a few years because of the quarterbacks that they have in it. Like you, Joe Burrows, Josh Allen, Justin Herberts, Lamar Jackson, like all top top five quarterbacks, two top five, top six quarterbacks. So you could argue you could make a top five quarterbacks in the NFL out of the AFC alone, right? That's how loaded the AFC is. But the one constant will be the Chiefs. And that's why, like, if you're the Ravens going into this weekend, you absolutely have to dethrone them this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, all the pressure is on the Ravens because the Chiefs have already won a game and won the Super Bowl. They won two Super Bowl. Mahomes has already got that. But these opportunities for the likes of the Ravens, for the likes of the Bills, to be in a position to actually dethrone, dethrone the Chiefs won't come around very often. So when you're there, you absolutely have to take your opportunities. And like, if you're the Bengals, for example, you do beat the Chiefs in the, the AFC Championship game a couple of years ago, and then you don't go on to win the Super Bowl. Mm. You've blown it. You have blown it because this team, whether you like it or not, with this quarterback and this coach, are going to be in your way for the next 10, 12, 15 years. And that must be the most disheartening thing about watching this team beat the Bills at the weekend if you're a fan of the AFC. The way I look at this now, the the, the Bills, I actually feel 
bad in a way for the Bills because we've been on we've been on that side. We've been on that that flip side basically. We've ne- no, we've never been as bad. Like we've never had as hard luck as the Bills have had. No, but what I'm saying is when we when we were getting somewhere, we were all be, we were always becoming a cropper with Tom Brady or the Patriots. That seemed to be the issue that we could not get over some of that. Tom Brady was obviously clearly the, the thing, and 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 even when he went to Tampa Bay, that was another thing that Mahomes just could not overcome. So I can understand it from a Bills perspective. When they're watching this game, they're watching a home game, they're watching the AFC Championship game. They've been playing lights out the last what seven, eight games, and you they were expecting to win this game. Yeah. They were. 100% expecting to win this game. They smelled blood. Yes, okay, they, they, they understood that the Bills' defense was a bit... It, 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 well, it was devastated, basically, wasn't it? But they still had the belief that Josh Allen, this offense, were just going to steamroll over the Chiefs because the Chiefs do look weak. Let's be honest. They have looked weak over the over the, the course of the season. They mm-hmm. haven't been as effective as the, we've expected them to be. And there has been a lot of questions raised. But... That's just led the Bills fan base, probably and the Bills organization, probably even the Bills players, into thinking a false sense of security that we're going to win this game. We're just going to look ahead to whoever we're playing in the AFC, AFC Championship game next. I think this game here was a defining moment in Mahomes' career. Now, obviously, Super Bowls are the ones that you define, but to end a run from this Bills team, I mean, Josh Allen is great. He is a hell of a player, isn't he? Mm. To end that run the way he did on the road, because there was a lot of questions around, can Mahomes do it on the road, in a real hostile atmosphere, and he handled it. Ice cold Mahomes. It was just ice in his veins. I'd say the offense clicked a lot better than what the defense did this time as well. Yeah. I want to go back to that point, that last point. But first of all, I want to address what you said originally when you opened your little... uh, Statement there. The Chiefs have never had it as bad as the Bills have had it. Like, we've had our playoff heartbreak and stuff like that, but you you mentioned the Patriots, like the Alex Smith, like always coming up against the Patriots and whatever, and against these other teams. But Alex Smith was the problem. Like, he was great, but he was a problem. Ultimately, he wasn't a good enough quarterback to get a team over the hump. Mm. Where the Bills probably do have a quarterback that should be able to get them over the hump. And that's still not good enough because of the callback that we have. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. And we haven't, we, we haven't got wide right like twice now for the, for the bills. We haven't got a 13 seconds equivalent. Like the bills are far, far, far more unlucky. Well, you can, debate amongst yourselves whether it's luck or not than than us in the playoffs. Like we've got Super Bowls. Even before Mahomes, we had Super Bowls. Yes, we haven't been particularly great in the playoffs, but being a Bills fan must suck. It, it honestly must, it because must you are so close and they have been so close for many, many years now. They've been a pretty much a constant in the playoffs, AFC Championship games, divisional round appearances three years in a row now. Like they they they've been there or thereabouts. But they just can't get over the hump. They can't seem to not shoot themselves in the foot as well. Um, but the, what's standing in their way ultimately is this cyborg that's called Patrick Mahomes. To your second point, your last point rather, about the, the defence and the offence, I mentioned it during the game. It just really pisses me off that this team can't play well at the same time. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's not a new thing. It's a constant. 
why can't the offense and the defense play well at the same time? We get it like twice, maybe three times a year where both sides of the ball put on an elite performance, right? But that's normally against the dross of the NFL. Like Mm. we saw it this year against the Bears, we saw it against the Chargers, right? But outside of that, it's either been one or the other. And it happens in games as well, which is really frustrating. Like it's not just oh, for this one game, we're going to get a really good defensive performance and a really bad offensive performance. We just go through ebbs and flows of the game where, oh, defence is going to play bad, but the offence is going to play well. And now the (laughs) offence is playing bad. Now the defence is going to play um, well. It just, it really winds me up that they just can't seem to connect and get in sync. Like, obviously it helped on Sunday because the offence played really well in the first three quarters and then the defence kind of went like lights out and shut down in the fourth quarter. Mm which ultimately to be proved to be the difference, but it's just baffling to me. And I'd love to speak to a sports psychiatrist or someone like that. Cause for me, they must be the only people that'd be able to understand why this happens. Yeah. For two different parts of the team to play well at opposite times, it just makes no sense. And, it, and as I said earlier, it's not just a now thing. It's not a this season thing. It seems to have been a constant throughout the Mahomes Chiefs teams, apart from what a period in 2019 when this this first Spags defense with Matthew and Clark come on pretty well in December, that back end of the year, Mahomes was still playing really well. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, the constant of Mahomes' Chiefs career has been really good offense, bad defense, or this year, bad offense, good defense. And I just I it, what does make me like wonder is what if you get both? What yeah. happens? What happens if you get both against a really good team? What what kind of performance do you get? What scoreline do you get against a good team if you do get both firing all cylinders at the same time? Maybe it will happen Sunday. Uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah, wishful thinking. I think. No, yeah. but you're right though. I mean, we're in an opportunity now. We've got an opportunity, or at least Veach has got an opportunity now. He's got one of the youngest defenses in the league. Probably the youngest, I think it is. Of, uh, looking at the actual ages. He's got the youngest defense in the league that is some of them are already Super Bowl champions in that defense. They're obviously doing well in the, you know, getting to the AFC Championship game now and everything. And they could go on to another Super Bowl. Don't know. I don't want to don't want to jinx anything at the minute. But Veach now could absolutely start loading up on offense right in the next in the next yeah. season, couldn't he? To actually balance it out a little bit more. Because we've got the youth, we've got the lower contracts as well at the moment. Mm-hmm. For a couple of seasons, we might actually get a bit more of a balance. Yeah, I get that. And I get that. I don't want to turn this into an off-season podcast, but what Sunday proved, or was it because of the, the def- defence they were playing was so, like, beaten up by injuries? But what Sunday proved and what the last couple of weeks has proved is that this offence clearly has it in them to mm. turn it on. They, they played well. They have played well the last two weeks. So if that personnel's okay playing well this week, why haven't they been playing well throughout the whole season? And I, I'm probably nitpicking here. Your people listen to this podcast saying, shut up, Tom, when you actually championship game. I, I get it. But my concern is that we're about to go up against a juggernaut of a team where we are going to require both the offense and the defense to play well. And if we get into a position where one is sliding for extended periods of the game, we are going to lose against the Ravens. And that's why I just don't understand why it happens like that. Like Sunday against the Bills. The Bills done a really good job, by the way, running the football. And like 
They did. They 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 had yeah, a plan. They, they stuck to it mostly, and that plan was working. They were moving the ball relatively well. They scored touchdowns. Josh Allen was a threat on the ground. Um, yeah, kudos to the Bills for doing it. Cook was an absolute threat. Jesus. Yeah, but it took them the Chiefs three quarters to get used to it. Like mm. that's you can't do that against the Ravens on Sunday. You you have to be able to adapt earlier than that. And Steve Spagnuolo's defenses have always traditionally taken a couple of drives to adapt. They they typically get better as games go on. We've all seen it. We all know how it goes. But we're going to need this team to play well from the start on Sunday. And we're going to need this team to play well from the start on offense on Sunday. And my concern is that we're not going to get both. Like out the two, obviously, I'd much prefer the offense to start hot than the defense because scoring points against this Ravens team and get putting Lamar Jackson into a position where he has to throw is far, far, far more important than um, getting stops early on. But I know what I'm trying to say, and I feel like you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. It's just so it's just so frustrating to watch this team sometimes, and you think, oh, why can't you just all play well together? Yeah, yeah. Well, I did, I mean, and I apologise because I definitely skipped to the preview part of the podcast. There, like <laughs> we're still meant to, we're still meant to be talking about the Bills, and let's let's go back to, but let's talk about some of the performances that we enjoyed. Who, like, who in particular stuck out for you that's not named Patrick Mahomes on Sunday? Well, I mean. Pacheco is clearly one of those that you've got to give a shout out for because Pacheco yeah. was uh, w- was really kind of opening something up there that the Chiefs could really kind of lean on just to kind of steady themselves a little bit on the offense. Mm. Um, I thought it was great. I just thought... The offensive line massively helped, by the way. Oh, yeah, fun. massively. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line actually played really well. Um, and we we have had questions sometimes about the, uh, you know, the, the, the tackles in this team, but... Um, I thought I thought it was just they dealt with it so well, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, like I said, Pacheco was just so so awesome. Just he's really kind of had a breakout this guy this season, I think, and he's been it's been a he's been a player that we've really needed at key moments. Yeah, but I do want to give a shout out, and I, it pains me to say, it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to the eat, man that the, to the eat. man that's been watching Tom Charles catching tutorials this this <laughs> last few weeks. <laughs> I'm going to eat some crow a little bit here because uh, MVS. No, by the no, no, you do not need to like eat some humble here. He has been awful this year. He has been awful. Okay. Yes, he has been awful. But both can be true. I remember you saying to me that he's he has played well in the playoffs before. In some key moments, I mean, it's not many. Let's admit, but in some key moments, he has showed up in the playoffs, and he actually showed up for at least two of those passes. Didn't yeah. he? Um, that, and that, that first one straight out of the half oh, was, um, was over the shoulder. That one, yeah, yeah. That, like I didn't realize he had that in his locker. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. And she looked and saw 11. Who's 11? Oh my god, <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I mean, we're just gonna have to say kudos, fair play, well done. You had a good performance. Like, it's, I, I sounded really like, oh, do you know, yeah, I, you do you know what I sounded like? I sounded like that man from, um, Come dine with me. You won, Jane. Oh my God. Enjoy the money. I hope it makes you very happy. Dear Lord, what a sad little life, Jane. You ruined my night completely so you could have the money, but I hope now you spend it on getting some lessons in grace and decorum because you have all the grace of a reversing dump truck without any tyres on. So, Jane, take your money and get off my property. No, we, I, mean, I want to give a shout out to the 
sorry. <laughs> That's such a niche reference. Yeah. But like that 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 is up there with like like the god tier of British television. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Now get off my property. Take your cash and get off my property. <laughs> um but yeah, I want to give <laughs> I want to give a shout out um to the defensive backs because especially the safeties because Mike Edwards was out pretty much from what was it the second play of the game yeah. Mike Edwards was Bang out up, wasn't he? um and I thought that was going to be a disaster but then Jamari Connor went back there he played very well Justin Reed man I would not want to catch any footballs in the middle of the field with him around I tell you what I, I've really been he, impressed with him he he flies to the football and I just I can't imagine how scary. Let's be honest, it must be scary. Like I, I used to play football. I've I used to play tight end. I've played the middle of the field, but British American amateur British amateur American football is not the same as the NFL. Like you you're playing playing against a bunch of fat guys. Like let's be honest, they can't move. So you just like catch them whoop, and you're gone. So it's like, a there are some down, athletes. Sorry? It's a level down. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah just one or two. Just one there or two. are some athletes, but I cannot imagine what it's like to have someone like Justin Reed, who is built, by the way, running at you with a clean shot of you while you're about to catch a pass. I just... And like that one hit he delivered as well, and it was clean to um, to kill... Was it Sha- oh, I can't remember his name. The um, Shakira, yes, the Swiss footballer, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sounds like Shakira. Shaquille, Shakiri. I can't remember. What is his name? I don't, I don't care. We're not going to see him again, are we? No. <laughs> that one hit they delivered, which was clean, was just nasty. And um, I think he's been excellent this year, despite what PFS say. They can whack off. All gas, uh, no brakes, basically, is yeah. Justin Reed. Yeah. 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 Just, I, I was really impressed by Justin Reed. Yeah. Just before heading to the break, um, I did question whether this might be the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl window now closing. Now, the reason I brought this up is because I read somewhere that the Chiefs next year are going to have something like 22 mil in the salary cap available. That's mm. before, obviously, movements. If there's any big names move, i.e. maybe Chris Jones, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but apparently the bills are going to be over 49 mil and they've still got a lot of players to sign. Is this now the end of the Bills' Super Bowl window? Or do you believe that they're still, because they've got the likes of Josh Allen there, do you still believe that he could probably do a Mahomes and have a weakened team and still do it? Yeah, yeah. I it's tough because Mahomes is in the AFC, right? So yeah. that's always going to be a problem. But there are a lot of good teams in the AFC, but I still think they're good enough. Like yeah. the Bills going on a run um and winning what three games in the playoffs, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Mm. Um no, no, the Super Bowl window isn't sharp. They're quite a streaky team, aren't they? Yeah, they are a very streaky team. So if they hit it right, they could go on a long run. You never know. Well, you could argue that they were getting it right this year and then they just ran into my homes. Um, I do think this game, by the way, I do think this game would have been different. Not not necessarily in the winner, but potentially had the Bills had all their defensive starters, then it could have been a different game. So that, that, that absolutely plays a part in the Chiefs winning this game, by the way. But I still think they're good enough regardless yeah. because of who their quarterback is. He is, he's unbelievable. 
Mm. He's unbelievable. Like, he's not like that good that if he was my quarterback, I'd go to bat for him in an argument over my homes. Personally, I wouldn't. But I still kind of understand why some people do. Yeah. Because of the physical traits that he has. And like that, but that pass that he threw to Diggs, that 60 yard bomb. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was all that, air, that wasn't it? As that well. was an unbelievable throw. Yeah. He, he's, he's a great, great quarterback, Josh Allen. And if you have one of those, you stand a chance. And they have one. So, yeah. I've, I, I think, I, I don't think they're going to necessarily win the Super Bowl next year, but their window isn't shut. As long as they've got that, that dude there, they're, they're, they've got a chance. Not going to be the modern day Dan Marino then. He could be, yeah, but he could be, but he's still going to have a chance. He's still good enough to give him a chance. Their window's open until he until he goes, mm. because he's a great quarterback. But if you're if you haven't got that quarterback, your Super Bowl window's not there. This these days, you yeah. need a quarterback, and they've got one. I think they actually need an, a worldy head coach like Andy Reid to get them over that and Andy Reid's don't grow on trees exactly where are you going to get one of them from <laughs> an Andy Reid tree I suppose Bill <laughs> Jelly, Bill Belichick's available oh, yeah because he's done really well offensively with the uh, uh, Patriots of late imagine an Andy Reid tree <laughs> yeah. By the way. yeah literally a tree yeah, yeah. No, Andy Reid wouldn't grow on a tree. He's too big to fall off a tree. I feel like he'd sprout. <laughs> oh, you think he'd grow out of the ground? Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like a He's a root, Andy Reid is a root vegetable. <laughs> Where are we going with this podcast tonight? I don't know, but I just want to touch on something else before we go. Yeah. The break. The best rule in sports, Reid, it's not so ugly head on, on Sunday. And yeah, we were on the receiving end of that one, weren't we, this time? Yeah. I don't care like about what happened and how it affected the Chiefs, but the NFL cannot get rid of the fumble through the end zone for a touchback. Like I I feel, yeah, I, there are two things I feel really strongly about in the NFL, that rule and Philip Rivers not making the hall of fame. They are like (laughs) my two, they are the two things I would genuinely go down to Marble Arch in Trafalgar Square in London and protest about, right? That's how strongly I feel. But with your shirt about. off like Jason Kelsey. Yeah, I feel that strongly about both of them. The NFL cannot get rid of this rule. Like, for entertainment value alone, they have to keep it. it like, mm. if the Chiefs, if Michael Hardman goes down and the Chiefs punch it in the next play, that game's over as a contest. Yeah. Okay. But McCall Hardman's fumbling through the end zone kept that game alive. Yes, it was crap to be on the end of it. It really was because we've seen Derek Carr be on the end of it a couple of times. We've obviously benefited it from a cut uh, once before in the um, divisional round against the Browns when Dan Sorensen knocked the ball out of the mm, um, yeah. play, offensive player's hands as well. We've, we've, we've benefited from that rule. But you can't get rid of it. And I really, really hope that they don't. And I'm, but my concern is that because it happened in such a high profile game, obviously there are a lot more eyeballs on it. And now people are going to go, let's get rid of that rule. And they just can't do it. Like the problem isn't the rule. The problem is McCall Hardman being stupid. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. 
isn't it? Let, let's be honest. <laughs> it is. He's right, the yeah. one decided to reach out with two defenders on his back. What, on first and goal? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was the one that done it. Andy Reid was the one that decided to put the ball in McCall Hardman's hand after he'd already fumbled once earlier in the game. Yeah. Like, that's the problem, not the rule. The rule has to stay. And this, 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 this sport is so built towards offensive production. Yeah. That, yeah, you have this one rule that really favours the defence, that can swing a game, okay? And all you need to do as an offensive team to avoid that happening to you is hold on to the football when ball security is king in the NFL, then they want to get rid of it because mm. of that. I just really, really, and I, as I said, I feel really passionate about this. I really hope that they decide to keep 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 it because it's a phenomenal rule and me and i think it's i might even be pete that i've had a debate about this like there's a few people i've had a debate about it uh, before and i would just go to bat for this rule every day of the week and i'm i'm pleased that there was a similar reaction from chiefs fans when it was happening now part of me questions it because i'm thinking what if it was Mahomes that fumbled would you still feel the same way or is it because you're just seeing it as an excuse to jump on mccall hardman i don't know but i'm glad that genuinely the reaction on socials when it was happening from Chiefs fans was actually let's not blame the rule, let's let's blame the player. But yeah, I'm actually with you on it. Um, I, I'm surprised I am because normally anything that comes, kind of goes against the Chiefs, I really hate it. I absolutely hate it. Get yeah. it out, get it out of the game. I don't like it. But I like the fact there is actually a risk on the offense. Yeah. If if you're you're literally trying to extend to get the ball over the line, that's mm-hmm. a risk. That's a that's mm-hmm. a decision that you've got to make as an offensive player. But it's a high risk. It's a it's, high risk. It's a yeah. high risk, but guess what? Six points is a high reward. Exactly. And if you don't have that, you're going to get more and more players trying it and because there's no risk there. Yeah. So it's going to ben- benefit the offense way too much. It's, it's similar in football. It's similar in like soccer slash football. I mean, years ago, they actually extended the, the, the size of the goals. You know, they made them wider, made them taller. Um, mm. They've recently on about changing the, um, or they did change the offside rule, didn't they? Where mm. um, you, you can actually be, as long as you've got like a foot that's onside. That's that's a rule that they want to introduce, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to benefit, the, uh, you know, an attacking team now. Because mm. they're, if you've got a fast player, he's going to absolutely be on your shoulder ready to yeah, go. Course, yeah. And he's going to make Dangle sure he's got a foot on, you know. Mm. On, on on side or arm on side, and he's going to be he's going to be away. So, I think that's going to ruin the game because there isn't that risk there. Yeah, it's similar in the NFL. If you don't have that risk, what's the point? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm glad we see eye to eye on this. I'm surprised yeah. we do actually, because like I said, I normally hate things that go against the Chiefs completely, but I'm, I'm with you on this because yeah. it made the game even more interesting. Yeah, yes, it does, and which it often does. Every single time it happens, it makes the game interesting. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. God, right. Let's go and have a break, shall we? I need to finish mm-hmm. this pint. <laughs> <laughs> right. When we come back, we'll be obviously previewing the AFC Championship matchup between the Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. See you soon. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi there, welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. We're actually still doing the Hourhead Pride Power Rankings, and Tom has got the top four. We're down to the last mm. four. The final four. Yeah, this is the last rankings this week. I'm done for the year. Oh, yeah. Signing off from rankings, yeah. Oh, it's kind of hard to do a rankings a for two today. Sorry? That's, that's why you're drinking a beer. Yeah, celebrating. Yeah, we're almost at the end of the working year for Hourhead Pride. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I've got I've got a request actually that I can have Super Bowl weekend off because I'm in a stag doing Barcelona. Is that bad? <laughs> oh no! Oh, because something always comes up on Super Bowl weekend. It's, I don't know. It's never my fault. Someone else always plans stuff. But anyways, um, in fourth is the Detroit Lions, um, America's team, basically. Yeah, they are America's team. Everyone wants the Lions to win. If we don't win the Super Bowl, I want the Lions to win it. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're a good story. They're they're fun. They're fun. In further, the 49ers. Really? Uh, yes. The 49ers. That is surprising. Homerism, I hear you say. No, the 49ers just haven't been that impressive recently. Um, That's a good point. They couldn't yeah. even beat they couldn't even beat the team that they always beat convincingly on Saturday night. And they were lucky to be honest. Well, not so lucky. I suppose they made their own luck in a way, but they left it late to beat. The Packers, so yeah, they're third. Um, I don't think the Lions will be necessarily fearing them as mm. much as they once probably were. And like similar to our game, I feel like the the pressure is massively on the home team. Yeah, in both of the matchups, and um, yeah, so it'd be an interesting to watch. We we pick the teams at the end, I suppose, um, who we predict the Super Bowl to be. Um, in second, the Chiefs. Yeah, they were never going to be first past the Ravens. The Ravens are a juggernaut, and uh, the cream of the crop right now, mm. but. Yeah, the Chiefs of World deserve to be the second best team. It's, it, you may look at it as if like you did the 49ers versus the Seahawks all those years ago. Do you remember when they met in the NFC Championship game? Yeah. And everyone was like saying that was the de facto Super Bowl. Yeah. And oh uh, yeah, oh you the Seahawks went, oh, I'm just, just gotta get past the Broncos now. They're, they're just an inconvenience. <laughs> that's all they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's kind of what it feels like this year with the Ravens and the Chiefs. But yeah, the Chiefs second, Ravens first. The Ravens just got, they just toyed with their food, didn't they? <laughs> in the first they half. They did actually, yeah. And in the I, second half of the half, I'm going to eat it now. <laughs> you know, I, I actually it thought, when it was 10-10, I thought, ooh, Texans yeah. might do something. And then it was like, ah, oh, no, they're dead. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's dead. <laughs> so Ravens number one. All right, okay. Let's see if the Chiefs can change that this week, eh? So I'll preview. I'm sure a lot of people are raring to go with our previews, mate. There must be some articles being written on the back of our previews. Mate, I think our previews of NFL games are probably the most in-depth analysis you can find anywhere. Yeah, I would as well. You might want to have to put that in an Apple podcast review, I think. Yeah, I'm probably going to put it in my LinkedIn. <laughs> 
I provide the most in-depth analysis of NFL games anywhere. Starting with, have you seen the prices of the tickets to this game? It's yeah. ludicrous. It's insane, aren't they? Like I am. Um, I was thinking about going genuinely because, as you as you're well aware, one of my best mates is a Ravens fan, and we were debating going because you can fly from London to Baltimore this weekend for two hundred and ninety nine pounds, which is what like three hundred and fifty dollars. That return, yeah, yeah, returns like it's really cheap to fly, but the game tickets are like seven hundred quid, <laughs> which is what what eight hundred dollars, like. And that's that's just sitting the gods. That's sitting the gods, and it's just it's ludicrous. Like I don't know when the last time the Ravens hosted an AFC Championship game, even if they ever have done before. But I don't know enough about their history. But still, you need a bit of snow there. That's what we need to get them down at twenty five dollars. That's what we need. (laughs) Yeah, a bit of snow. Another snow game, please. (laughs) That's insane. That's really crazy amount of money. Like. All these Chiefs fans that follow the Chiefs home and away every week, the team have cost them an absolute fortune the last few years, haven't they? It's led some of them to rob banks. (laughs) 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 Oh, let's go, baby. Put the money in the bag, baby. Pulling back the curtain a little bit behind this podcast, <laughs> there are occasions that we say jokes, but then the reaction afterwards means we have to like redo the jokes. So every now and then, you kind of get a, like a fake second reaction from us. That was genuine. Like that, <laughs> I like that, Brad. That was quick. That was quick. I like it. I like it. You, you've done well there, mate. <laughs> you completely thrown me from what I was going to say, but yeah. Let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Put the money in the bag, baby. Woo! Who can he's going to watch the game on Sunday? Uh, I don't know. Is he in prison now? I don't know. I don't is he, know. Has he got out? I don't know. I don't know. But um, if, he, if he's out, maybe we should invite him onto the podcast. You know what? For the mate, sure. We, mate, we would do numbers. <laughs> we would do serious numbers. Here we go. Just didn't. Don't tell Steve. Just record it and then just have Casey Wolf on next week's podcast. And on the hundredth show, we've got Chiefsaholic. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, I just absolutely called Casey Wolf a bank robber. That I didn't mean it. I meant Chiefsaholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should absolutely try and get him on the pod. <laughs> I'll I'll send him a mic to prison. I don't mind. <laughs> oh, do you remember the review that Mac John said like, a couple of weeks ago about us giggling too much? <laughs> I've only had one bit. <laughs> oh man, this is what we're like when we're when we're together. This really yeah. is. It's, it's it's bad. It's really bad. Um. So yeah. Anyway, the preview. This this amazing anal- analysis preview that you you've been crying about. Yeah. <laughs> it's surprising right now because I've had a look at the odds on this game, and it looks as though the Chiefs are favourites. What? Have you not seen them? Do you not know how to read odds properly or something? Surely not. Are yeah. they actually the Chiefs of Favourites? Hang on. Welcome to Intermission. Right, so what do you want? Money line, point spread? Well, money line, money line and point spread is fine. All right, money line, 150 for the Chiefs, minus 185 for Baltimore Ravens, and point spread, point three point five. Well, plus 3.5 and minus 3.5 for Baltimore Ravens. 
I never get the odds in America. I really don't understand it. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a good job. This this particular podcast isn't sponsored by DraftKings. Plus, uh, plus, is, plus is a positive thing, right? No, it means they've got a head start, Brad. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Same reason, yeah. <laughs> Back to Geeling again. Yeah, no, you, you've both done, Brad. You've finally learned what American odds or how so, they work. Um, so what's yeah, that? Is that like seven to the, one the, in the, Baltimore? The, the Ravens are three and a half point favourites, which means if the Ravens win by four points and you bat the Ravens, then you win your bet. So, so it, basically the Chiefs get a three and a half point head start. That's so what put, it means. Yeah, right. So put it in Irish bookies terms, right? <laughs> is that like <laughs> seven to one for the Ravens? <laughs> or is it four to five or what? What is it? <laughs> oh, gosh. You are just a gem. Do you know that? No, the, the Chiefs aren't, aren't favourites to win Plus this is game. A positive. They, should, Plus they shouldn't be favourites. Now, three and a half points is typically, two and a half to three and a half points is typically what you give to the home team when you've got two evenly matched teams. Okay, that's oh, right. okay. how it works. Okay. So I can't believe I'm explaining odds to you. So yeah, the Ravens are favourites, but the the main reason for them being favourites as per the bookies is the fact that this game is played in Baltimore. Um, at least two and a half points of that is because this game is played in Baltimore. The other point might be because of performances this year, because of Lamar Jackson, because of the way they beat the Texans, whatnot. But right now, the the... The bookies essentially cannot decide between the two teams who's going to win it. And that's why the odds are so close, which I think is probably right. My next question is, are you able to claim your money back from a bookie that you just placed £500 on? (laughs) 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 You better hope the Chiefs win by it. You better hope the Chiefs win now. Um, Yeah, so that's that's the way that works. I I think the Ravens probably deserve to be favourites. I um they are the better team. They have played the better football this year. They've beaten some contenders quite recently, really. They they destroyed the 49ers, they destroyed the the Dolphins, they obviously destroyed the Texans. They've been very convincing. Defensively, they are unbelievably strong. They throw a lot at you. Defensively, you never like poor CJ Stroud didn't know where defenders were going to be on Sunday. Like mm. he done quite well not to throw a lot of interceptions, to be fair. But he struggled to make incompletions that wasn't Nico Collins across the middle in the field because the Ravens in coverage and in pressures just was bringing it from everywhere. So the, the Ravens probably deserve to be favourites. Like, obviously, it's hard to go against Patrick Mahomes with the way that he plays and it being in January. But I feel like right now the bookies have got it right. Yeah. Yeah, I do as well. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you're right. I mean, that pass rush is pretty devastating, isn't it? Um, you know, they, I don't think Mahomes is going to get as as much time as he's been used to, let's say, in the last few games. But, um, I mean, looking at the stats, I mean, sacks, you've got the two top teams here in sacks. Yeah. Ravens, 58 sacks on the season and and, and Chiefs with 57. Yeah. It's going to be, it. it's going to be one of those games, I think, that you get a few now and again, it might be a bit of a defensive masterclass, I think, with, with this, because both defences are exceptional. Okay, um, and I think you get the odd gem now and again. It's normally a low-scoring game where the defenses are really battling it out. To seeing what um, what the Bills were doing against the Chiefs before, I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know if 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 if, if that's 
reciprocate in any way. But I'm a little bit nervous because I could see what Josh Allen was doing with the run, with the run mm-hmm. game, especially with Cook as well. Mm. I think this might be a really difficult tall order for the Chiefs defense to kind of manage because it's not only Lamar Jackson you've got to watch for. Like you said, it's the offensive line as well because they just they just were on point and on song about what they had to do and what their assignments were. They yeah. knew exactly how they were getting Lamar Jackson over that line. And that's the thing that fears me the most, this run game. Yeah, and rightly so, especially if Willie Kay can't go because yeah. obviously he, he hurt himself. He was his neck. I think it was a neck injury against the Bills. And obviously he had to come out and you're going to need a, you're going to have to spy Lamar Jackson. You cannot not spy him because he is the best running quarterback in a, in the world, probably of all time. Let's be honest, statistically, certainly anyway. And um, so if the Chiefs struggled with the Bills, they're kind of getting the Bills on roids <laughs> this, this Sunday <laughs> with Lamar Jackson. Like, and now, it's kind of I'm kind of pleased that this game against the Bills happened in such a way because now the Chiefs have an opportunity to address such problems because now that now that they've seen the Bills kind of go at the Chiefs with mm. that way of attacking them for a whole three quarters and then the Bills kind of abandoned it, they must realize now actually the Ravens will probably try and do this for the entire game. Like if the Ravens run the ball 40 odd times this this Sunday, I wouldn't particularly be surprised. Mm. So, or if he's working, I certainly expect them to carry and run the ball. So, if you're Spagnolo and you're you're, you're this, these defensive coaches this week and you're these players, everything should go into stopping the run. Everything. Mm-hmm. That's whether it's with Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, or Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that that has to be the be all and end all of the defensive game plan. Like. Odell Beckham isn't who he was. He's still good, but he's not out of this world. Zay Flowers is a very good piece, but I like to think that Sneed and Trent McDuffie can do enough to take them two away. If Mark Andrews plays, that that does pose a problem because Mark Andrews is an elite tight end, so that will pose a problem. But if he does play, he is his first game back from about two months out, so how effective actually will he be? Yeah, But you have to trust your corners if you're in this situation, if you're the Chiefs. You have to play loaded boxes. You have to sell out on the run. Because if the if the uh, Ravens get running, then it's going to be a really, really long afternoon for this Chiefs defense. Because yes, the Bills run pretty well, but the Ravens run at an elite level. And we've seen what's happened before against the Chiefs. It was a couple of years ago, but we've seen Lamar Jackson take over games against the Chiefs well, we've seen it once before, and that was in Baltimore, the game that Kyle edwards alaire fumbled, and Lamar kind of just took over in that game. We don't want to be in a situation where Lamar gets into a groove and just takes over because when he feels it and when he feels confident to run and he gets into a groove of running, this man cannot be stopped. And so it's really key that the Chiefs get stops early on Lamar Jackson and also that it's paired with an offensive performance because if the Chiefs can jump out to a lead, then all of a sudden Lamar's going to have to throw. To emphasise just the, just while you were talking about Lamar Jackson and his obviously running ability, we all obviously know he's a great route, you know, great running threat that he is. But just to emphasise it a bit more, our best running back, Isaiah Pacheco, has had 935 uh, rushing yards in the, in the season. Lamar Jackson had 821 and he's a quarterback. 
ludicrous. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah okay, obviously that suffocates his, uh, his his passing stats a little bit more, but even still, he's still doing well even in that. He's, it's not obviously, you know, Patrick Mahomes level, but that's not who he is. He's quite unique in the way that the team is engineered around Lamar Jackson's running ability, and quite rightly so. They've been using this for a yeah. good number of years now. Um, but to to see those stats, 9-3-5 for Pacheco and 8-2-1 for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Is, I, I, you know, I hate the way that Lamar Jackson's evaluated. I do. I hate it because everyone goes, oh, he's not a great quarterback because he doesn't have a, all these passing yards. The dude's just a playmaker. Yeah. He is. He's a playmaker that can throw and he can run. Like he would, it would be a disservice to him and his talents and the the organization and the Baltimore fans if they just stopped him running the football and tried to turn him into a pocket passer. Because that's not what he's great. Not that's not what he excels at. He's a great quarterback. He can throw, he can throw a lot of the passes. Right, he can't throw them all. But he, he's got he's got enough of a repertoire in the passing game that makes him dangerous. Mm. But what he does have is a particular set of skills. That makes him a nightmare for people like you. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, he he has this uncanny ability to run the football, and rightly the Ravens stick here. And I get completely why they do that, and they would be absolutely bonkers to ever step away from that. And that's why they paid him because they knew they had a gem on their hands. Yeah, and rightly he's going to win MVP this year. And you look at his stats, you you talk about passing yards and his rushing yards, you combine them together, all of a sudden you've got four and a half thousand yards, I think, I believe it is, like very few turnovers, multi, a lot of touchdowns as well. Like he is an unbelievable player. And if the Chiefs do end up losing to the Ravens, I fully expect them to go on and win the Super Bowl and rightly, probably deservedly so. But if the Chiefs want to beat this guy, they have to stop him running. They have to stop him running. And the only way they can stop him from running is getting stops early and scoring offensively. They score offensively. That speeds everything up for the Ravens. Then they have to go to a pass, uh, the passing attack. And I will back our dogs over their dogs 100% of the time when we're talking about Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham versus Trent McDuffie and the Jerry Sneed. One thing I will bring up, and you mentioned earlier in the show, this Ravens team... It is almost like a perfect balance of offense and defense, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and that's the thing that really is just uh, magnified for me, that we're wanting this perfect Chiefs team where we've got a great defense, great offense. At the same time, they, the Ravens have got it. They've absolutely yeah. got it. Um, I mean, they're, ball, they're full of ball hawks. They've got a, a, a killer um, pass rush. Um, I mean, look at the. I mean, look at the um, interceptions this year. I think what the third or something is uh, mm. the Ravens in in, yeah. in interceptions, sacks. They're well up there as well. Uh, it's you know they're just a, a phenomenal team on both sides of the ball, and it's going to be a difficult ask for this Chiefs team. I really, I, I'm I'm not I'm not wanting to sound defeated. I really do think that the Chiefs will give them a good game, and I do think for some for whatever reason because. Uh, I believe in like destiny games and things like that. And I believe in destiny seasons. We had one in 2019 was, was our destiny mm. season. This feels like now at the moment, this is almost gathering for a chiefs, almost destiny season, destiny playoffs, destiny mm. year. Um, just purely for the, some of the things that have been happening. And obviously the look, the, the look that we've had in some of the games as well. Um, but 
it's going to be a tough game, this, but I don't think it's going to be as high scoring and, and as one sided as a lot of people think. I think the Chiefs are going to give a good account of themselves. Yeah. I think this is probably the toughest game of Mahomes' career before the fact. Yeah. Um, not just my, like the, since Mahomes has taken over, I think this is the, the tallest order that they've had to go to that team with what's on the line and play against that quarterback and that defense. I don't think it gets much harder than this. Mm. Genuinely, like maybe playing against the Patriots, obviously in that 2018-19 championship game, 2017-18 championship game. I don't, outside of that, I don't think it gets any harder than this for Mahomes and his career so far. Um, If they win on Sunday, it will be the biggest win of their career. Like genuinely, yeah. that sounds hyperbolic because you're thinking about the Super Bowls and stuff like that. But I think, as such as my confidence with this team, if they beat the Ravens, they're they're dispatched the Super Bowl quite easily. I I feel, but if they get over this hump, if they get over this team on Sunday and beat the Ravens, it will just be massive. I I I just I can't understate how hard this game is going to be against the Ravens. Mm, it's going to be a big, despite easy. what we saw last weekend going to be a biggie all right predictions um i'm going to go with chiefs 20 ravens 17 i'm going for the okay. chiefs win even though i've just said there that the chiefs are probably paying one of the most perfect teams <laughs> on both sides of the ball i honestly think that sometimes the veteran status the the cool head of both mahomes andy reid travis kelsey and all the players have obviously been in previous, you know, you know, previous Super Bowl uh, victory and everything. I think that will probably sway a little bit more in favor of the Chiefs because of all that, all that experience they've got there of actually winning games and winning in the playoffs and winning in Super Bowls. I think that's going to be the difference in this because we've not spoken about the occasion. Yeah, quite rightly, there's going to be a lot of pressure on on Lamar Jackson to win in Baltimore. And to obviously get them to a, 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 a Super Bowl, I just think it might just play on him a little bit and it might cause a few mistakes. I think the Chiefs are going to get blown out. Really? Yeah. I, 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 I do. Um, I think getting to the AFC Championship game with this this version of the team is a successful season, by the way. Yeah. I do. Um, because how bad they've been offensively. And I, I've, really, I've thoroughly enjoyed the last two weeks. I have. It's been good fun especially to watch them beat the same old teams, Tyreek Hill, Josh Allen, that lot. I just really, really rate this Ravens team. And you know, I, I've been, I've been since the summer, I have been going on about 49ers Ravens Super Bowl since the yes. summer. And I think it's going to happen. I do believe it's going to happen. And I just think they're going to run all over us. I do. Mm. As much as I trust my homes and I do trust my homes, I still don't trust the guys he's passing the ball to. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. And I feel like they are going to let us down at some point in this postseason. They've been pretty good so far, but that's kind of the outlier compared to what they've been all season. Mm. So like MBS catching free passes for eight yards, like brilliant on Sunday, but <laughs> yeah. like compared to the rest of the season, it, it, it's, it's phenomenal, but I don't expect that to continue into the second, into, into Sunday. So I feel like the Ravens will get up early and they will just have us at arm's length. It will be similar to the Packers game, essentially. Yeah. 
they get up early and they're going to have us at arm's length, but I feel like the Ravens are probably better suited to going on and blowing off, blowing teams out. And they do, they do blow teams out consistently. That's what they do. That's their thing. They are very much pedaled to the floor to the end of the game, all game. Like, so I'm going to go for Ravens 34, Chiefs 20. Um, I, I can see a two score win here for the Ravens. Um, I really hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm sitting here next Tuesday night with another apology. Like I had to a couple of years ago. I'm okay with that if I have to do that. But I I just feel really strongly about this Ravens team. And yeah, I feel like they're going to win. I just, I just think Mahomes lives for these games. The big moment. The I big don't doubt league. Mahomes lives for these games. I don't doubt that. And I'm not worried about his performance at all. It's everyone else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tom, ye of little faith, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, one of us is going to be right, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we've got a score prediction right this year, have we? We've been a bit bad with this. Yeah. But anyway. I mean, it's it's very hard to get the score right. <laughs> like it is hard. It is very yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's we've really... been close a few times. Yeah. Yeah, been close, but it's incredibly hard to get two exact numbers right out of what? 40 possibilities on each side. Like <laughs> I'd love to know what the odds are. Like, like as they say, one to 51, I'm like, I, don't, I, I know it's basic probability. I should be able to work this out comfortably, but I'm not, I can't. So yeah, I'd love to know what the actual probability of getting this score right every week is. Or Actually week. just talking about like, you know, getting scores right. And, and, you know, maybe <laughs> lottery numbers and things <laughs> like that. Uh, I have to bring it up just before we go. I had a dream last week, right? And just before the game, I tweeted out saying that I had this dream about Bass missing an important field goal against the Chiefs this weekend, right? And it happened. When it happened, I was running around the house. I was, I, I honestly, I couldn't believe that I dreamt this. It was only <laughs> like a snippet of a dream. And it happened. And I the did... other half of the dream, Tyler Bass was naked in your bed. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, Tom. But that's yeah, I was consoling him. Poor lad. Um, but honestly, the tears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it actually, it actually got on flaming hot takes. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Only because I asked them. <laughs> but I just thought I honestly if I have another premonition like that, right, I'm absolutely gonna be mentioning it on, on Twitter. So but look out for that one. You do throw enough Brad, so I do, yeah, I do. <laughs> some of it will st- stick. I was yeah, about to say some that, of it will stink. Well it all stinks, but it will certainly stick from time to time. <laughs> but getting that right, come on, you've got to give us kudos for that. That was unreal. Well, well done. Yeah. It wasn't even a prediction. It was just something that happened in my head. And it was just, you know, anyway, enough about that. <laughs> enough about us. <laughs> enough about us. Enough about us. It's not about us, mate, is it? Anyway, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, obviously, again, if you've enjoyed the show, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We do read them out, as we proved last week. Uh, big shout out to uh, Mac John 43 yet again. Um, I hope he's still listening to these shows. <laughs> We'll be back again next week for our 99th show. It could be the last show of the season. It could be. We might not get that elusive 100. I don't know. But 99 shows next week. Mm. Could it be that we're talking about the Chiefs going to another Super Bowl? 
let's just hope that actually happens. And like I said, check out on Twitter. I might have a premonition. And someone tell us where Chiefs of Holic is right now, please, just in case. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Get him on, da- on speed dial quick. Yeah, get him on speed yeah. dial. But all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after after each game to unpack exactly what happened. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride Premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.